fun. Things are going kind of kind of weird. I didn't you know? ask you. I, sorry, yeah. I How are I you? Sorry, ask. I apologize. How are you? Oh, things are going kind of weird. <laughs> things yeah. are just going. Yes. Oh, things are real uh, topsy turvy, as we mm. say across the pond. Just oh, yeah. sort of turned right on upside down. You Gilbert know. and Sullivan. I'm sorry. Gilbert and Sullivan. They they have that yes, movie. Yes, those they they have an operetta. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They have a couple a movie of operettas called Topsy Turvy. Yes, well, you know, I mean, I, I believe you know that I've been championing an updated HMS Pinafore for years, yeah. for years. Yeah. And uh, um, I, I think to update it for the for the new generation, generation, uh, what do we call them? Zed? Zed, I think you call them, Zed, yeah. Zed, yes, yes. Generation Zed. Oh, you know, I want to put it, I want to make it all, you know, oh, it all takes place online. You know, oh, and it's yeah. and everyone is you know they're little e girls and e boys and and they're all into anime and and they want to fuck a teddy bear you know <laughs> things that Gen Z is really into and then they sing the songs. Right, I think I did see that script. It was called R slash Pedophore. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Is it all I, about well, a subreddit? I had a, I had a co-writer for it, you know, and um, they don't really want me to say because, <laughs> um, you know, we did walk away um, non-amicably uh, from the project. Um, but it well, this, was this Diablo Cody. Yes. This part's oh. Not, oh, it was Diablo Cody. Okay, yes, okay. it was Diablo Cody. Yes. Oscar yes. winner. Oscar winner. I mean, well, I thought if Madonna's going to take her for her script, then I should too. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, you were up for all, that, you know? right? The Madonna part? Uh, yes, I went to the Madonna boot camp and she said, you're a little too... <laughs> You're not really right for this. You're not blonde enough. You know, didn't you throw ice on me at a party in the 90s? And, you know, all those things might have been true. But I thought, you know, acting, acting is about what you make others believe. That, that was a fun party, by the way. I was there at that time. Oh, I was sort of working. Yes. That party. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, you were working. Yeah, this was, you know, they, they sort of based a lot of party down on you know, my experiences as a caterer. So I was working catering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was mm-hmm. while the show was on the air too. So it, it was sort of embarrassing. Yeah, um, it was always interesting. You'd be like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go do a gig. And we thought, oh, is he doing stand-up comedy or something? You know, like uh, something like that. And I do remember you, you didn't tell us yes or no to that question. <laughs> so we all showed up at the, uh, the Laugh, the Laugh Riot there. What's that one in Chicago? Um, the one with all the, the puppets on the wall, the, the famous puppets in the 80s that used to do comedy, you know, the men that would have the, uh, the offensive puppets with the little accents, you know that place? Yeah, it's the Laugh Fuckface Festival. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So you, you know, we all showed up, we thought, oh, we're going to support you. And it turns out that you weren't there and then we called you a liar and someone sold that story to the press and it turns out you were just a caterer. <laughs> I was just a caterer. Well, because Colby was yes, Colby, our yes. showrunner, of course, you know that. We're not on the area. I don't know why I'm clarifying. But uh, Colby used to withhold my paychecks um, for oh, the show. And yes. so I, I was not getting paid for the show. And I'm, and I'm still looking forward to getting that money one day. Uh, but She said it, was, it was supposed to teach you character. Yeah, yeah. And that sort of pulled me up by my bootstraps is what she would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, w- I was forced to take these catering gigs mm. and, uh, and so I was working this party. It was, uh, Madonna's, uh, Truth or Dare, uh, tour, um, sort of finale party, you know, it was like a rap party. Yes. 
Yeah, it happened a couple of years after the tour. It was kind of interesting, but it was very, it was very fun. I'll she say. finally felt closure on the tour. She finally did, yes. <laughs> and so she, she, had... she said, she said, you know what? I just played a Vita. I think I can have a, a rap party on my tour from a couple of years back. That was the problem. Is she was spending all that time in Argentina, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and so she was not able to have a rap party for the yes. uh, the, the, the the Truth or Dare tour, and so she finally had one around 1997. And, um, and I was there, I was working and, uh, and Madonna kept, kept saying, is it hot in here? Yes. And you came over and I remember you came over to me and I, you didn't notice it was me. I'll never forget that. You didn't notice it was me because you never make eye contact with help. Well, I just simply thought there's no way that you would be working there. That's insane. Right. We were on a currently active television show at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you just grab, you reached into the ice you know and you Mm. grabbed it with your hands you know this Mm -hmm. is before covid we didn't know about diseases you know back then we didn't know about any diseases it's true and you just started throwing it at her by the handful um yes well you know to be fair she was you know hitting on my date at the time and so i was you know a little upset you know it was james vanderbeek was my date to that party so you know, she was hitting on him, and I was sort of like, you know, miffed. You know, like just because you're Madonna doesn't mean you get to have everything you want. You know? But yeah. it and turns out that's true. You were trying to sort of make him jealous by flirting with Newt Gingrich at that party. Yes, of course. I mean, Newt was a hot commodity at that party at the time. He was just you know, on he his was third there. divorce, I think. Yeah, single, yeah. ready to mingle. You know, and who would who wouldn't want a, a popular politician as a as a boyfriend, you know? Yeah. In 1997, you did. I know, of course, there was that, that era where um, Bill Clinton was calling you up and sending you Bigfoot pizzas. Yes, um, he sent many Bigfoot pizza, pizza Bigfoot pizzas to my house. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it was. I did have a little bit of an in with the political world at that time. Of course, you know, I didn't, I wish that I had any kind of influence. The only influence I did give was uh, to tell Janet Reno you know, go in there and get Elian Gonzalez. You know, go in there and be scary when you do it. Be be quite fearsome. Have yeah. guns. Point point them in his face. Yeah, and she they had to you that. sort of coach the guys that went in there and got him. And you were like, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you coached that one guy in the picture, I remember. I mean, you... I thought it was an acting exercise, to be fair. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't it's... know that they were actually, you know, causing trauma to this young boy. Sort of the original trapped in the closet, you know? Yes, I suppose you could say that in some weird, interesting way. You could could pronounce those words. (laughs) All I remember is that when we went to that comedy club that one time, and we did not see you, but we saw a very funny fellow who ended up being very famous. Yeah, and it wasn't Michael Richards, because I know he was already famous at the time. He was already famous. No, of course not. We saw this this young man named Jeff Dunham, and he (sighs) had, again, with the puppets. Again. I mean. Well, puppets were so big this year. You know, Wienerville was huge on the air. You know, Mm, puppets were just. Yeah, Wienerville Wienerville mania had taken over the country. Um, Yes, yes. And and other things, too, you know, probably. Syphil um, and Ollie. Oh, yeah, so many things. <laughs> Syphil and Ollie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Liam Lynch was at that party. I do remember that, that he was that. that yes, yeah. I did try to um, stick my tongue in his mouth. And, you know, he said, no, no, stop it. I, you know, I, I'd rather not. So, you know, that yeah. was a wild party. <laughs> yeah, it sure was. It sure. I mean, I, you know, again, I only saw it from the caterer's perspective, but it was mm-hmm. wild. We had a hard time getting canapes out. We had to keep just making drinks, making drinks. It was a wild time as a caterer. 
Well, thank you for your service. Okay. Um, well, what if we what if we get started and then I can sort of talk about maybe what's going on? I mean, I thought we already there. started. No, 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 no. Don't worry. None of this is was on, going on the podcast. Oh, but. good. So we'll just start. Good. Yeah, well, I'll cut all that out. Don't worry. And um, and then uh, let's see. We were on um, Univision last week or something. Yeah. Yes, we were on was Fox. Just... Uh, Fox Nation. Oh, Fox Nation. Now, okay. I don't That's know what that... that. I don't know what that is. It's a very is this a good thing. Mm, well, it sort of depends on who you ask. It's a very right wing. Um, it's like Fox. You know, Fox News. I know. It that you... obviously depends on who you ask. You know, you started off. You started off right away on the opposite end of me. Yeah, I know that you sort of. I don't know if you get all this stuff in in Britain. I mean, of course, you are from sort of Joliet, but um, sort of Fox News is a very right wing. No, I mean I, I know what it is. You know, we oh, okay. we have we have you know all kinds of all kinds of hubbub over here as well. Uh, thanks to y'all, I would say. Right, Piers Morgan, etc. <laughs> yes, yes, etc. Um, well, Fox Nation is sort of the even more right wing version of that, where they just they don't have to worry about advertisers because it's a s- subscription model. So that's sort of. Um, it's good and promising. Know, I I guess. I mean, it's just. Uh, that's where that's where they put us. We're a we're a teen sci-fi genre I don't, show. Yeah, I mean, look, I I don't know what's happening in this world. I'm okay. I'm, a, I'm a locked away in my castle. I just wonder what sort of shady backroom deals Colby made to get us on Fox Nation. But that's neither here nor there. It's not for above my pay grade, as I used to say in the catering business. Um, but, okay, yeah. I would say that about like mixing, you know, mayonnaises and aiolis and stuff. That's not you only. That was man- above your pay grade to yeah, do that. Yeah, manager oh. positions only could mix the aiolis. Um, oh wow. Okay, uh, here we go. I found Fox Nation. I've signed up for a free trial, um, and uh, I'm gonna play the theme song to the show, and we'll get started. Here we go. Yes. Very serious logo. Okay. Demon heads, welcome in to Fanny Falls. Well, you didn't like Fanny Pack. Yes, you know, it just, it means something over here, you know? Oh, what does it mean? It means a packet full of vaginas. A packet for like, like, um, fleshlights? No, 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 no. It's (laughs) like, um, you know, sort of like, sort of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like condoms. Okay. Okay, so like but, a like a female condom. Yeah, no, like vaginas. <laughs> I don't know why this is so difficult. Well, you know, Fanny, Fanny also gives us the same problem over there. You know, I, you know, uh, whatever you said now is demon heads. Yeah, and I think Fanny that I think, I think that rocks, dude. Okay, All I right. think that rocks. Well, <laughs> you're yeah. tapping into your your Joliet roots there, throwing <laughs> up the rocks. devil horns. Rocks, um, dude. Well, welcome in uh, to another episode. Great episode today. Great guest. Very excited to get to it. Um, I do just want to mention a little bit off the top that um, 
you, you may you, you probably can see if I sort of move the camera around, you can sort of see uh, that I am uh, back, um, sort of back home in Bakersfield, California. Uh, oh, you with, wound up back home with the wolves. Yeah. Well, you know, I was in Canada um, last we talked, and um, I, I was deported. I was no way around it. I was deported back home. Um, wow. They sort of dug through my past and they okay here's the thing about being caught an accessory to 9-11 is that like I'm in the airport and uh-huh. this guy asked me if we can switch planes right that's a common yeah common question that gets <laughs> asked in the airport can we switch planes and I was in no rush you know I have nowhere yeah. to be this is 2001 you know I, I was I was very excited mm-hmm. about you know getting out there and trying a Mountain Dew Code Red which is not available yet where I live so I was flying somewhere mm-hmm. else to try it and mm-hmm. um and so I uh, I it was this guy asked me to switch planes, and can he have my seat? And uh, again, I have nowhere to be. What do I care? Apparently, um, when this was reviewed later, and of course, you know, this was one of I think fourteen gentlemen, uh, ge- well, gentlemen. I, certainly, they weren't gentlemen. I think no one no. could say that. But uh, who was involved in a, a certain um attack? Uh, in a nine eleven attack. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, a nine eleven attack. attack. Um, which I don't want to get you started on that. I know you have a lot of opinions about what didn't didn't happen, but um, I I am here to tell you that I did switch planes with a, a gentleman who um, was there, and uh, and so that was sort of a red mark mm-hmm. on my record. They sort of they said that it was on purpose. They said that I was an accessory. Um, Wow. And so the Canadian sort of bobbies, um, I don't think they call them that in Canada. They're, they're but they're called that. I think they're just regular. You know, Royal Canadian Mountain Mountain yes, Police. Yeah. So yes. a, a Mountie came up and um, he said, is this you? You know, did you? He said, did you do 9-11? I said, no. And he said, well, this, you know, the, there's a mark on your sort of profile, blah, 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 blah. I'm back in Bakersfield, California. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Um, to London oh to visit you. Oh, oh no! Oh, how horrible! I oh, know. Damn, damn them! Oh, but you know what? what? At least you're safe. I and know, you're but I just—I um... can't help but feel like I am, you know, just one of the many victims of 9/11. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I would—that's something I would probably cut out of the podcast <laughs> if you want to. Um, continue to distance yourself from um, the whole plane fiasco that you were, you know, an accessory to in sort of many definitions of the word. So, you know, I, I, I you know what? I'm not, no comment. Okay. I I'm mean, gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to say my media training right now. No comment. Sure. I don't know where that media training was on our episode that was released September 12th when you denied the entire attack, but, um, you know, I didn't I, know. I don't know when these come out. I mean, I, that's fair. You didn't know when you when you denied 9-11 that it was going to come out September 12th. Yes. And I also don't know that this is even recorded. Okay. Well, let me just say before we even go any further that this will be released uh, on January 30th. Okay. Mm, so please okay. don't say anything about President's Day, uh, Martin Luther King, Black History Month. Well, I just Month. feel that many of the presidents were, you know fraudulently elected yeah yeah i know you i know you think this current one too that it was sort of a look i didn't vote well you don't live in the country no see doesn't it make you think in fact your citizenship was revoked 
yes i asked them to revoke it i said take it away i don't care i said i said i said rip it up the first voluntary uh revocal of citizenship yes i said go take it take it actually i want you to i beg you i give it back to you just like you know alan cumming gave back his obi i give it back to you yeah yeah and i know that that's given you a lot of trouble then when you have a job in America, an acting job, you know, you sort of have to get a visa, which I know you're not approved for often. Well, I just work, I work under the table, you know. That's, I mean, that's so, there's so many of us who can skirt by, you know, when you're famous. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, they do, yeah, let you do it. But, um, so, I don't know. So, it doesn't look like I'm going to be visiting you, but, um, you know, I'm here, oh, I'm with no. the wolves again. Oh, no, I'm crying. Oh, yeah. keep continue, continue my family i'm with yeah. my family again uh, that's probably for the best these great these great you know wolves and and yeah you know my therapist my therapist uh marv wolfman uh says that uh he thinks that this is for the best as well is that your lawyer um no it's my therapist his name's his name's dr marv wolfman okay he's a, a beautiful a wolf, wolf. yes yeah. i understand yeah i don't think that that's helping you Okay. Let's. Why don't we just like get into this? Whatever is happening. Let's get. It's an episode. We're doing an episode of the podcast to talk about a very uh, special one of my fa- fan favorite episode of the show uh, today. And uh, who better to have for it than than the star of that episode? Uh, one of the stars of Fanny Falls Demon Hunter. She you. she made her first appearance in episode three. She is in uh, all the episodes after that. Uh, of course, uh, child rapper slash actor. Uh, turned, uh, you know, current uh, actor, you know, sort of TV host. We'll get into a lot of it. Presenter, you may say. Um, but uh, uh, Nut Ella is here with us today. She played Jasmine Feiberg on the show. How you doing, Ella? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm doing really great. Great to have you. Where are you coming from today? Um, I'm coming from, I just, I'm calling in from LA. I'm coming from LA. Um, you know, I just really love it down here in Louisiana. I just can't find myself in the South. Yeah. I know that feeling. I, I'm not from there, but every time I'm I'm there, I'm like, this feels right, you know. In Los yeah, Angeles? So... No, Louisiana. Louisiana. Oh, well, all the, right. It's sort of the other LA. Mm. Yeah, you know when I say LA, a lot of times people think I mean Latin America, and I'm like, there's two. Oh, people you know, often say, yeah. yes, they do often confuse them. Well, that's one. What does? What are you doing in the bayou? Is that where? Is that where it is? What is happening in there? Yeah, it's, you know, I just, I just find myself one with nature, with the swamp and, you know, all of the, all of the glades. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really hoping to get into to some uh, crocodile alligator hunting. I still can't tell them apart, but, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that one day I will. Hunting. I hope, I hope not too close. You know what I mean? You know, I was once up for a glade commercial and they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, quite let me on set to audition you know because i i decided i decided i should just do i should just do this you know use this product why not they should be so lucky to have me you know so how did you how did you get involved yeah i well it all started because i really wanted to start my own well i'll have to say that my fan club really loves me in snakeskin um and i was like the best i can do is alligator uh and Mm so I, i had to go down there i'm here trying to manufacture clothing for my fan club um, the nutter butters, that's what we call ourselves. Oh, how uh, nice. So, so straight to the yeah. source where the right where the alligators are. Also yeah, exactly. Letty, I do remember that you part of the problem with that um Glade commercial is that it was a commercial for Glade plug-in and you kept insisting yes. on using the UK plug and it yes. would not go into the outlet. 
Well, I had an adapter. I had an adapter, but they said, no, that's too clunky. That's too too ugly. Too clunky, too confusing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, they're lost. But to also to clarify, I don't think that uh, when Ella talks about the glades in Louisiana, I don't think she's talking about uh, the, the, right, Ella, the, the, sort of perfumey oh the air freshener no no another another common mistake i can i can see how they get mixed up because when you think of glade air freshener you're like wow that smells good and when you come to louisiana and you're in these swamplands and you just smell that mud and gunk and you're Mm. like wow this so i can i can easily see how you know those two would get mixed up yeah they should collabo honestly and do a mud and gunk scented glade plug-in i would love an everglade glade plug-in yeah just put it right on your uh, sort of car air conditioner you know right there love those um well ella you know our, i'm sure our, our listeners are familiar with you with you and your work but do you want to sort of talk about you know we've never we never really talked on the show about what it was like for you as a child rapper and like what it was like in those days you know in the days of you know crisscross and and all that you know like what was that like for you coming up in that game yeah you know i it's 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 memories that i'll cherish you know Mm -hmm. i was in the famed rap group nutella and the fellas (laughs) and i just i just i can never i can never say how grateful i am for the fellas you know whatever their names were Mm -hmm. um i mean i was (laughs) there was a little bit of tension um which did lead to our breakup but oh I'm just, I'm just so happy that that it boosted my career in the way that it did, you know. Yeah. Well, the fellas became uh, the R and B group Next. I remember they sort of spun off into that into Next, and they had that song Too Close, which they said was uh, sort of based on you, uh, in a way. I don't know if you're familiar with that song or if you heard it. In the, you know, you were very busy at that time. You know, I was, I was very busy. I do, I do try to keep up with the fellas, but you know, we just went in our our separate ways, and you know, I'm honored. I'm honored if it if there's a song out there about me. I can only imagine that there's more, you know. So hearing that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, you know, shout out, shout out to the fellas if they're listening. Natalia and the fellas. God, I had all those tapes. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so then how did you come to get involved with the show? Did you have to audition or did did Colby come right for you? How did that work? I did have to audition. You know, I I saw my my agent told me about it and mm. I I felt I felt like the character, you know. I did practice witchcraft as a kid. Um, oh, oh my! You know? Is that how you got, were able to get so much success so young? Yes, yes. Oh. I, I was very into witchcraft as a kid. Um, you know, the authorities might call it arson, but uh, you know, it's just a t- it's two sides of the same coin, you know. And my parents, my parents were always super supportive. You know, God rest their souls. They're they're not dead. I just I sold their souls for my fame. Which oh is yes, hard. yes. You have to you have to barter. I I suppose with the devil to get that. Absolutely. And a lot of people make the mistake of selling their own soul. And I'm like, you've got two parents. You can easily just oh, okay. <laughs> that's no. That's ingenuity. That's how you become a, a successful businesswoman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This so this sort of call went out to you, and you saw the witchcraft element. Uh, what t- can you tell us about your audition with Colby? You know, Colby. Uh, you know, was sort of known for her sort of, I'll say it, reign of sexual terror on the set. Um, mm-hmm. did, was that present at all in your audition? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there was a, um, there was an energy in the room, and yes, and sometimes yes. I'm like, is it me? Mm-mm. Is it am I, am I bringing it? Almost, it almost felt inappropriate. Yes. Um, yes. I said that a lot on the <laughs> set. It almost feels inappropriate. What's happening? This almost it, feels inappropriate. It, it's a fine 
fine, 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 fine line. And I just think that in entertainment, um, you really have to know how to walk that line or have a good lawyer. And, you know, thankfully, most people have a good lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Most of us did, I believe. Yeah, I, of course, I did not. Um, no, you did not. No. And I, as I mentioned, I am still uh, sort of waiting for my wages from the show to sort of, I know one day they're going to pop up in my bank account and I'm going to be like, ooh, time to go on a shopping spree down Rodeo Drive. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, yes, I don't believe it's going to be that much uh, money, actually, in, re- in reality. Oh, I can't wait. But... It's going to be my money from the show, plus all the royalties from all these uh, 12 different streaming services that we've been on, you know. Streaming oh, royalties are really big, you it know. That's, does. Oh. that's why we mm. striked, you know. Yes, yes, well, of course. I mean, my lawyer was my mother, so I... um. <sighs> Also yeah. lost out on a few wages, but you know, good good on you for selling your parents' souls. They didn't do such a thing. <laughs> Are you still in contact with your parents? I know, no. Lenny, you're not, but but, no. but Ella, I am still in contact with my parents. Um, you know, we talk maybe once or twice a year. I think I think that's really the 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 you know the most that people talk to their parents. Um, I mean, especially well, it's, it's I mean, especially parents that don't have souls i mean i imagine yeah. they just sort of look at you all dead-eyed exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's mostly just to check in uh to make sure that their physical bodies are still present mm. um because once those disappear i'm done for oh really uh, oh it yeah. works that way that's exactly how it works so i'm really trying to um solidify my career so that you know in the event their physical bodies do disappear or are you know no longer on this earth um that i can be successful but wow i'm i'm nervous i'm nervous i didn't know that it worked that way well i just wonder if you thought about like cryogenic freezing you know a way to just sort of preserve them in a state of suspended animation Mm. or something like that you could do that (laughs) that's a wonderful that's a wonderful idea i've heard that it is very expensive Mm -hmm. um and you know i'm i'm going to have to look into that and I I would be honored to have my parents frozen alongside the likes of you know Walt Disney and and yes. Elvis. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, you got that alligator skin money coming soon. Oh, I looked into getting frozen. It is quite expensive. It's a quite an expensive process, but it might be worth it if everything comes crumbling down the second yeah. your parents wither away. <laughs> I I looked oh. in. Um, well, sorry, I sort of misunderstood. I I looked into getting frozen, by which I mean, um, I auditioned for the part of Olaf the Snowman in Frozen. And they didn't cast me, but they did oh. sort of keep me as a model for his body. I was going to say, I can see the resemblance, actually. Because when you said that, I thought, actually, that, yeah. that's one role that you might be good for. Yeah, that's I did one. a lot of mocap for that. and they, yeah. they Because you see how my nose sort of looks like a carrot with a bite taken out of it by a horse. Yeah, it does, yeah. Now, did you get paid for that? Um. Well, you know, there's free lunch at the commissary. You know, I'm going to have to answer for you, and the answer is no. I mean, what I mean, you know, payment means a lot of different things. You know, they say there's no such thing as a free lunch. So, so in a way, if there's not such a thing as a free lunch, then if I got lunch, then well, I say, I say, I say, we have Ella here who practices witchcraft. Do you still practice any? I do still practice um, in my free time. You know, I sometimes sometimes you lose the touch. Um, and, and that's my base fear. As you get older, the magic dies a little bit. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. It's, it's really tragic. I'm, I'm really, I'm really terrified of my life kind of just crumbling away and then I'll just be a normal person. Of course. Yeah. And that's horrible. Well, I was just thinking like maybe you could give, um, Topher a spell. 
or something that yeah. just kind of just to pick his life up because it really is i mean you know you can see it's really quite sad you know there's nothing it's, going on yeah sad. he lives he lives with a wolf yeah i have a family you know, he's, he's jumping around on boxcars. He hasn't been okay, paid in yeah, years. I, I travel for you know, free. It's pretty disgusting and pathetic okay. and and um, sorrowful, like you know, to think of. And so I don't, I don't know if you feel those feelings as well. I definitely feel that radiating. And yeah. I, I just want to know, do you, do you practice manifesting? Because there is power in those words. So, like, when you think about your life, like, what are you saying out loud? Like, I am blank. Wolf was the first word that comes to mind. I am wolf, um, sort of, you know, the wolves have sort of, I don't want to say brainwashed me, but certainly they have sort of inundated me with this sort of feeling that I am wolf. Um, and that if I try to be human, it go bad. But if I try to be wolf, it go good. I'm going to probably have to stop you right there and say Why? that maybe, maybe you should be manifesting that you, that you are a human person because okay. human people make money. Okay. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, the wolves make money. I mean, I pay my therapist. You do? You In, in what? Uh, often uh, uh, Like acorns? Or, oh, or okay. ermines. Uh, mm. Sort of various uh, otters. You know, whatever I can find out here in the in the. Oh, well, crypts. I don't like you doing that to otters. No, they're so cute. <laughs> I don't oh mean the, the male body type otters. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right, that's better. Yeah. That's better. Yeah. I mean, I'm very, you know, I'm very there. keyed in to the gay culture, you know, so I can't, I can't have you doing that to, to my I other fellows are. or anything, any of the sort. They're sort of the one fan base that hasn't abandoned you in all your controversies, you know. But I mean, the otters and the twonks are huge fans of me. They're always <laughs> trying to get me to go and do, you know, do, oh, do a little lip sync at our, at our bar. And I say, I, I couldn't possibly. And then I do it, you know, it's so much fun. Well, Ella, I know that you, I mean, down there in Louisiana, that's sort of a very mystical place. A lot of voodoo shops mm. and the like. You voodoo know, so that, even. I know that uh, that must help you to stay in touch with that sort of side of you. Yeah, that's that's another reason that I came down here. I just, I sit in the graveyard sometimes and just yeah. kind of try to try to absorb that energy. Oh yeah, I do that too. Yeah, yeah. right? It, it's, it's a wonderful way to spend, you know, a Sunday, Sunday morning. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot of the best skinks uh, sort of inhabit the graveyards down here, uh, and so I'm able to catch a lot of them in the in the graveyards of beautiful Bakersfield, California. You know, Ella, you were you sort of. I mean, you you were already famous before you did the show, and and you have sort of retained you know a good amount of that fame. Obviously, you know, you're a '90s celeb like the rest of us, and you know, obviously <laughs> Thora, who played Fanny, has continued to have great success. But other than that, you are sort of the most successful among us, and and I know that you've sort of stayed uh, in in the sort of orbit of the entertainment industry since then. Uh, do you want to talk about what you've been up to since the show? Yeah, since since the show, I've been I've been trying to get back into music, and you know, several uh, several songs come my way, and I just pass them off for other people. I'm just not super impressed. I'm really waiting on that one song that really is going to make my comeback into music. You know? Yeah. Umbrella is supposed to be my song. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Wow. (laughs) That makes sense now. Yeah, so much more sense than Umbrella, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I had to rewrite the whole thing for her. I did read that you passed on Despacito because you just felt like it wasn't a good fit. It just wasn't right. And you know, the reason they reached out to me with Despacito is because I was, I'm I'm really into Spanglish. I just... Mm -hmm. I think that it should be its own language. In fact, I was going to start a TV network um, in Spanglish. Uh, we're going to call it TV Mundo. Uh, and the only reason we didn't move forward is 
as my name would have translated to nut girl in Spanglish. <laughs> and I just decided I didn't want to do that. But yeah, I passed on Despacito. I passed on uh, years ago. There was uh, this song called Blue. And I was I was going to be. Dabba dee dabba down. Yes. I'm a nut. Hazelnut. Da, da, da. If yeah. I was a peanut, I'd die. That's, that's exactly how it went. Yeah. I had to... Man, because not only would you be getting money from that, but you'd be getting money from that uh, that new song. You know, I'm good. Yeah, I'm feeling all right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just very particular. You know, all of my songs mm. are hits. And so have I passed on some hits? Sure. Uh, but I just don't want to have any flops, any flops under my belt. And I've been really successful in that so far. Actually, I love oh. your the, the hits you had as a child rapper, like Detention, uh, parentheses, Not Gonna Get It. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, what were some of your other ones? There was uh, uh, Ch- Chicken Pox Party. Oh that my one. god, yeah, that was a like, hit. That was a we're huge staying up hit. all night, getting chicken pox, and watching scary movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring bring your diseased children <laughs> over. It was so good. Oh my god, oh my god. I do love yeah, those days. Of, yeah. One of my favorites was uh, "Whoever Smelt It Dealt It," and yes. I was, I, that's just a classic. You know, it was quite intimidating to have you on set, having already had this career, because you know the rest of us didn't. We weren't recording artists. You know, we were new actors, so it was quite. It was quite intimidating, if I must say, you know. Um, well, okay. Before we go to our break, do you want to talk at all about um, your sort of um, Dancing with the Stars fiasco? Oh, uh, you know, I knew I wouldn't be able to show up and not and not talk about it. Yeah. So as as I mentioned, I have an affinity for, you know, fire through witchcraft. And mm-hmm. I, I'm a star. Everyone knows I'm a star. And I was like, let's take this to the next level. Yeah. And I would just love some pyrotechnics um during my during my dancing with the star set the the studio said no you know they weren't prepared for it so i of my own volition i i went and i bought some fireworks um i just thought it would add a little pizzazz to an already wonderful dancing set right so we i did light off the fireworks in the live audience studio um yeah, we we sort of we lost a lot of good people that day, but it's it was ultimately found to be not your not your sort of not you're not at blame, you know, that sort of the PAs should have stopped you, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was very obvious I was hiding um fireworks under that dress. I mean, who couldn't see it, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I think sometimes men are afraid to comment on a woman's weight. They're like, maybe it's just a few rolls, you know, are those love handles or are they fireworks? Yeah, uh, not me, by the way. That's, you know, I've never been afraid to comment on a woman's weight. And this is why, you know, because you never know if she's hiding fireworks or, or you know, uh, smuggling a few good skinks that you could have for your family or, or I whatever. That, I don't think that most people, especially in Hollywood world, are... Or have skinks under the costume. But you never know, and that's why you always should never be afraid to comment on a woman's weight. Mm. Mm-hmm. For safety. Yeah, for, for safety. safety. Um, well, the, I, for what it's worth, I think the final dance number was, and it was the final dance number uh, for... It was uh, explosive. Yeah. It really, you know, you really did make a bang. That's right. It was... <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that great, uh, of course, Hilarious. it was a samba set to Buster Poindexter's Hot, Hot, Hot. Yes. Um, but, uh, it was, I thought it was great. And, uh, we think you're great, Ella. We, we had such a great time working on the show with you. So glad that you're here to talk about this great episode with us, Dream Girls. Uh, hey. so let's take a quick, uh, ad break and we'll come back on the other side and talk about it here on Fanny Falls, Demon Hunter, the podcast. Hey guys, uh, it's Topher. And Letty. And Letty, yeah. And, uh... 
And we're here uh, to talk about, now there's a lot of, I'll say it, boner pills out there. Mm, um, mm-hmm. But there's not the sort of same thing for women no. until now. Yes, if you find that you, you don't have a penis and you still want to have sexual intercourse, it is possible. Yeah, this, um, this is called Flush. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a pill that you can take that will, um, and I'm just reading the ad copy here. Get yeah, you, I'm just about to read it too. Yeah, it, it will uh, get you so wet that uh, explorers in the 1900s will go down you in a barrel. I think that's a Niagara Falls. And I just, I'm just going to read exactly yeah. what they wrote here. You know, I'm not making this up. I need everyone to know that. Uh-huh. Um, it says, uh, is that a flash flood alert? No, it's flush. Yeah, it's flush. Uh, exclusively for women. Men, trust me, please don't try and take this. It will, it will, it will be a problem. I'll just say that. It says, if you have a vagina, then you will want to feel like a minor in a wet well of yeah. sorts. It like says, one of the ones that was stuck in that Thai cave. That's exactly what it says. It says that you will be like one of those Thai miners uh, stuck in the cave. Mi- miners with an E. Miners with an E. We're not trying to say something gross. Although they were. I mean, to be fair, they were a soccer team. They were. I, so I'm confused by this this copy. But, you know, I, it, I'm just reading ahead. It says, um, do you want to feel like a hurricane has come through? <laughs> On a damp August morn, then flushes for you. Yeah, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm just looking here. Uh, it says, uh, 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 put up the sails, there's a tsunami ahead when you take flush. Uh, Avast, it said too. You, you missed that part. It said Avast. Avast, ye mateys, put up the there sails. You go. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also says here um, that you better decide early who's going to sleep on the wet spot because there will definitely be one. Uh, yeah, sort of, yeah. Um, we're all looking for sponsors. Um, just we as really a- are. You know, we are looking for them always. We will read your copy, any any of it. Yeah. Um, and again, I do just sort of want to sort of elaborate on what happens if you are, because they did send us some. And um, I, I did take it before I sort and of read what it. it was. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it just makes you very... Um, I mean, sweaty is an understatement for what it, it actually did it to does make there. you wet everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was sort of I just sort of felt like a, a, like I was on a slip and slide going through the day that day. Mm. Um, I mean, I was I, I sort of slippery. You know, yeah, and then you know, and it gets cold in Bakersfield. You know, I mean, the so, copy you didn't read the copy, but it does say "warning: slippery when wet." Warning: and slippery when wet. wet is yeah. It's not just a Bon Jovi album. It'll be a way of life. Uh, for yes. You. Um, do so, not take stairs after taking flush is what it says as well. Yeah, it says you might, also, yeah, you might it slip says, down all the stairs. And then it says under that elevators and escalators aren't too good of an idea either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the weirdest the way they they phrase that that aren't too good of an idea because it makes me think. Well, well, hang on, do you want me to do it or not? But is it advisable of, or not? I sort of I took an elevator uh, that day and I sort of the second I touched the button I Enough electrocuted function. myself. The elevator malfunctioned and just sort of stopped, and I was uh, stuck there for about three days. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they sort of passed firehouse subs down to me to keep me, you know. But so it's not to be trifled with, uh, flush. Um, but if you do need it, it's out there for you if you are um, on the drier side 
you know, this is something that can really help a lot of, this is something that we don't talk about, you know, and there's this you know, movement or if you're, now. if you're going to a music festival, you know, and you've got a lot of days out there camping in the desert and a lot of lovers to come, yeah. you know, you, you might as well, yes. you might as well take this with you. Yeah, they are sponsored by Coachella. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so, yeah, so, uh, please, uh, do check out Flush. It's sort of, um, it's sort of the same principle as, um, a diuretic, you know, where, yeah. it, where it sort of increases the water amount so that you can get stuff out. You know, this, this does that, but just sort of redirects the pipes a little bit, you know? Um, and if I can just read the tagline please. really quick here, it, it says moist, honey, you ain't heard nothing yet. And I don't know why. Um, yeah. Moist you ain't heard, heard nothing, yet. Uh, <laughs> so nothing ch- yet. So check out Flush and uh, use our promo code. Get a towel uh, for, I believe, four free uh, uh, wetnesses. It says. I think they call each pill a wetness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can get four free sessions of wetness uh, if you put in our promo code. Get a towel, uh, get a and that's towel. only from your friends Topher and Letty at Fanny Falls Demon Hunter the podcast. Hey, we're back here uh, on Fanny Falls Demon Hunter with Nut Ella, our guest. Uh, I'm Topher. Letty's here as well. Hi, Letty. I'm here as well. So I just want to make sure that's known. Yep. Um, we are. We're going to talk about a, a. I'll say it. My favorite episode of the show, uh, Dream Girls, a very, very Jasmine centric episode. Ella, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's. It's honestly one of my favorites too. Yeah. Um, well, it is sort of. It's one of the main ones where you don't have. You know exclusively lines like look out fanny you know what i mean do we want to talk about how you were like so much more powered than fanny and anyone else on the show and yet you were sort of playing second banana to her does that does that was that ever a problem for you i mean you know i think that it's very easy to identify who the star is it's like a nutella and the fellas situation <laughs> like everyone really knew who the true star was even if it's not in the name you know the nutter butters the all of my fans they know who the true star is, and that's really all that matters to me. Yeah. That's um, true. I did, you know, I did, you know, you know this, that I auditioned to be sort of when you went on that reunion tour in the mid-aughts, that I auditioned mm. to be one of the new fellas. Um, and I remember that before I could sort of get up there for the audition, this I saw you chanting in a corner, and sort of the next thing I knew, there's this black sort of viscous goo started sort of leaking down my face almost it was a weird weird thing that weird day weird day but we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about the episode dream girls uh and uh i guess let's jump into it um let's hear it so in our last episode the gang uh met santa and uh he he told uh jasmine that uh the secret to defeating the professor once and for all was somewhere in her head and uh, mm. that's sort of where we take it from this episode, where uh, we're in the, the school gym and uh, Jasmine has a plan. She's assembled the gang in the school gym uh, for a certain little plan to uh, see if she can figure out how to defeat the professor. So let's take it from there and we'll be back on the other side of it here on Fanny Falls Demon Hunter. Not that it's not just... Uh, nice to be with friends, but why are we having a sleepover in the school gym again? It's not a sleepover. I made Rice Krispie treats! That Santa guy said the secret to defeating the professor was in my head, but I've racked my brain all night and I've got nothing, so I I need you to help me look. In your noodle? Yeah, 
yeah, sure, why not? Two sets of eyes are better than one. It's always the last place you look. Just one question, huh? I found a spell that can bind us as we fall asleep and enter the dream realm. There, you can help me sift through my subconscious until we find out what it is we need. Doesn't that sound fun? Now you girls have a good time. I need you there too, Miss T. You may spot something we wouldn't know to look for. Oh, but someone has to stay awake and watch you guys in case something goes wrong. Okay, I'm double parked. I just need to grab the Dexatrim and go. What the hell, Jasmine? You said there would be free caffeine pills here. No, I said I needed you to take caffeine pills and watch us while we sleep together. Well, why didn't you lead with that? Okay, is everybody ready? Where's Ophelia? I told her to sit in my office until we fall asleep. She's pretty yacked up from the caffeine pills. A little town of Bethlehem House, will we see be lie? Above that deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Though the waking life encumbers, guide us now into deep slumber. Three souls bonded as we go into sweet Morpheus's glow. I thought your spells are usually in Latin. Oh, that wasn't a spell. That's just a poem I wrote. Oh, well, uh, it was nice. It's dumb. I'll do the spell now. Tria suntunum persomnia. Tria suntunum persomnia. Tria suntunum persomnia. Okay, good stuff. So now we just wait to fall asleep? I probably should tell you it takes me forever to fall asleep. My mind's more restless than a wood cricket in a guitar factory. Hey, someone forget to invite me to the sleepover? I, I didn't miss the part where we all practiced kissing, did I? Charles, we- Okay, okay, we can start with a movie, just not The Lion King again. I hate lions. He's right behind me, isn't he? Kitty, take off and go. Uh, guys, I think we're asleep. I hope we're asleep. Charles always dies in my dreams. dreams. Hey, nice. nice. I don't know why, but I think we need to follow that lion. Well then, time to chase the American dream. Alright, so a sort of uh, gentle opening to this episode that's going to get very wild. Wow. Um, I guess uh, the first thing I want to talk about is um, the whip pam that we do to to you in the office singing a little town of Bethlehem. You know, we Scrubs sort of stole that from us. Ugh, I mean, Scrubs is always stealing things from me. I hate that Zach bra. Yeah. Well, I hate that man. Yeah. And the whole staff of Scrubs, you know, I'll never forget the grudge that I hold. Because of, is this, well, I know something later happened with the Garden State where you were supposed to Yeah, he didn't have, put me in Garden State. Yeah, you were supposed to I have. I was supposed to be, because I'm the one who showed him who the shins were. <laughs> and I literally said, I literally said, hey, this song is going to change your life. Now, it wasn't new slang. It was that song that's like, no, you're onion, but still. Uh-huh. Yeah. And did you say, were you British at the time? Was I British at the time? I mean, <laughs> I'm not British now. This is just who I am. I mean, come on. Okay, so you refuse to answer the question. The point is, I know that they stole that from us, and I don't like it, and I don't appreciate it. Okay. I guess I'd like to talk about what it was like working with the lion. Oh, uh, sure. I guess people want to know about the lion. Okay, you know what? We can skip the lion. Uh, no, I guess people want to know about the lion and not <laughs> more, more about my hatred for Zach Braff, but go on go on and um, talk about working with the lion. Well, I, just, okay. Yeah, I don't talk he, about it. I heard he offered you the Method Man part in that movie and you turned it down. Yeah, there's no point for me taking that part. Okay. The part where he says, who here saw titties? You hear yeah. the way I say that line? So you were British at the time. I'm just who I am. I am who I am in my heart. Okay? Um, 
Ella, can I ask you just because we're talking about Method Man, what's it like being in a, a world like rap where like you were a child rapper, but like sort of at the same time the Wu Tang Clan is happening, you know, D- Dre and Snoop is happening. Like, I mean, were you, were you at the Source Awards and things like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, I was definitely a lot of places I probably shouldn't have been for sure. But yes. you know, what child, what child star isn't? And mm. um, you know, I. I love that I I got to grow up in kind of like a, a party setting and and you know have everything be really exciting because because who else has that you know yeah. no every every child dreams of being at an award show yeah. of, you know drinking underage at the age of nine you know that's just what every child dreams of and I was lucky enough to do that sort of light gun play you know oh yeah, yeah. oh oh yeah. The, oh the tricks I learned oh I could I could spit them I could double whip them you know <laughs> mm-hmm. I. I it's just really impressive. You know, I, I, I felt like I was in a Western movie sometimes, the, the the gun tricks I would do. You have such a bag of tricks in your arsenal between, I mean, someone yeah, comes at you, you know, you can, you got your guns, you got your witchcraft. You You're sort a of... regular Annie Oakley, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, uh, so yeah, pretty genteel uh, opening to this episode. You're, of course, Letty, not in sort of the middle part of this episode, you of course have a, a big scene at the end. But did uh, you did you need to talk of the lion now? Oh sure. Oh, you want to hear about the lion? I I personally don't, but the audience might. <laughs> so lion was real, and they would really sort of. Uh, I know uh, Colby would sort of rub lard all over me before each take to really get the lion sort of hungry and mad. Mm-hmm. Um, like Colby had some now Photoshop wasn't a big thing in those days but Colby somehow put together just with tape um, a photo of me shooting the lion's mother in the head and would show it to the lion before each take now I did not do brilliant brilliant motivation I did not do that I want to be very clear I've never shot an animal the wolves are looking at me sideways right now but I've never harmed an animal in that way um and uh and but the it would work it would make this lion really mad and um yeah i spent a lot of time in traction that's why i'm barely in the last episode um you know it's because i sort of am you know you see that when i walk i still sort of limp a little bit and like sort of i sort of walk like um david arquette and scream two you know just sort of that that big that limp you know the nerve damage but anyway you, you couldn't be less interested in this you're you're just over there making tea or whatever it is you're doing. Are you talking to me? Yes. Well, yes. Of course I'm, I'm talking about the time tea. I was attacked by a lion. I mean, look, I don't remember. I don't okay. remember if, whether or not you were t- attacked by. I was learning my lines on yeah. set. Yeah. And like, I was, I was vaguely aware that there was a lion, but I mean, Ella, were you? <laughs> Yeah, you know, and ironically, you know, I don't know if you're looking for medical advice, but I've I've heard that butter can cure limps. This is there an you old go. witchcraft spell. Okay. Um, you kind of just you stack a few butter sticks on top of each other and kind stack of use it like a peg, like a peg leg until it melts <laughs> down, and you should be healed. Well, the problem is the butter drives the wolves crazy you're always you just you just always have all these excuses and see i mean i'm on this manifestation train right now because she just talked of it so now i'm thinking you should you know top top of the excuses and say things out loud like yes i can use butter in the face of the wolves but how is that any different than you know your children you know when you're like oh i can't do that i have my children tonight you know and 
you know that it's, how these is are that my any di- how is that any different than raising children yeah this is my family okay that's fine no you know that's fine i'll let you hear that back when you're listening to the podcast later all right, so let's go into the second clip from this episode. So we sort of take it right from where we left off. They follow the lion into Jasmine's dreamscape. Uh, and uh, we're sort of in the dreaming here. And we're going to meet uh, a couple of people. But uh, we're, this is the second clip from episode 12, Dream Girls. We'll see you on the other side of it. Thanks, Mr. Lion. Wow, that lion was a pretty nice guy. Oh, yeah, he's totally chill. After he kills Charles, we usually just eat some Fruit Loops and talk about our deaths. Well, it seems like he wanted us to go this way. Oh, I usually don't go this way. There's got to be another- Jasmine. Oh, Joan of Arc. Hey. You look great. Yeah, you look fine too, or whatever. Listen, Joan, I can't stay. Oh, of course not. You seem busy with these two other women. Yeah, we're up to some pretty badass stuff, I guess. You understand. Verily. No one understands better than I. I led the siege of Orleans in the Hundred Years' War against- Okay, no need to be such a martyr. We really gotta go. We're looking for something. Yes, I know. She went that way. She? Okay, bye now, Joan. Good luck crusading or whatever. Bye, Jasmine. I'll miss you. Jasmine, is Joan of Arc your girlfriend? Huh, in her dreams. Seems like in your dreams. It didn't work out between us. In real life, she'd be hundreds of years older than me. That'd be weird. Actually, some people find a way to make that work. Well, Joan of Arc said we're looking for something, someone, that went this way. Down the, sorry, let me put my glasses on here. Nope, that's still gibberish. Yeah, you can't read in dreams. But I'd know this place anywhere. The Alley of Despair. Hey, what if we go this way instead? This way rules. Uh, but... Uh, are we backstage at the Grammys? Thank you. Music is the bread of the sandwich of life. Without it, life wouldn't even be open-faced. Just a life salad. If the sandwich had lettuce on it. Here are the nominees for Best Wiccan Rock Album. Well, that made about as much sense as a frog hair split four ways, right, Miss T? We oui, Fanny. Uh, Miss T, are you by any chance Celine Dion all of a sudden? I was touched by an angel of love. Ah, so I am. Sacre I'm Celine. Yeah, sorry about that. Sometimes Miss Thickness is played by Celine Dion in my dreams. All Canadian women kind of look alike to me. No offense. No problem. I am just happy to be here. Jasmine, why are we here? I'm nominated in four categories, Fanny. I can't just not show up. Jasmine, this is a dream. I know, right? And the Grammy for Best Wiccan Rock Album goes to... Jasmine Feinberg, The Witch's Whack. Okay, Jasmine, we're burning moonlight here. Let's get out of... Jasmine? Thank you, Fiona Apple. You know, when I originally recorded this album, no one believed in me, except Babyface. Thank you, Babyface. I did not conceive that Babyface would be so young. And thank all of you. Kids, go to bed. You done? Oh yeah, totally. Congratulations, Jasmine. Thanks, cartoon Paul McCartney. Do-do-do. Sorry about that. Let's get out of here. 
Oh, thank God, I'm me again. My beautiful voice is back. Oh, this is that alley of despair thing. Perfect, let's just go down this way and- Yeah, absolutely, no problem. Hi, Jasmine. Golly Goops. I'm so sorry, you guys. This is my dragon friend, Golly Goops. He gets so mad if I don't let him take me for a ride through the Valley of Contentment. Golly Goops, wait up. Boy, Finny, it sure seems like Jasmine is putting off going down this alley. I think she must be scared of what's down there. Jasmine? Scared? But she's the most fearless person I know. She's gonna have to face those fears for us to get any further. I don't think we can go this way without her. Well then, I guess it's time to chase the American dream. Wow, whew, a lot of stuff to unpack there. Um, mm. I guess the first thing I do want to mention is that I think that Colby forgot that she had already used the line time to chase the American dream and, and sort of act one of the show. Oh, wow. And so she sort of used it again. In you should two, always but... steal from yourself is something that she said a lot. That's true. On set. That's true. Um, because your idea, she say, oh, my ideas are so great. Why wouldn't I? Right. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about Joan of Arc. Um, uh, this was, uh, this was someone, did you know this person, Ella? This actress? Um, you know, we, we have some, uh, some history. Oh. Yeah. Um, you know, she, she doesn't really like me to talk about it. I signed, I signed an NDA, but I, if oh. you ask me questions, I, I would spill the beans. Uh, you know, <laughs> I would risk it all. Hey, well, this is a bean factory, this podcast. I mean, yeah, and bean also, it, I, bean I will it be up. playing at the bean factory next week, but, uh, uh, mm. yeah, if, Oh, you so know. he's doing stand-up now. Okay. I try. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well. Anyway, no, it's, we don't have time to get into it. But yes, I went in for a job interview as a dishwasher. They put me on stage, humiliated me, and, and it got a lot of laughs. And so, yeah, I've been taking Oh, yes. Um, well, congrats. But this actress who played Joan of Arc, uh, do, we have, do we have a name? I'm, 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 just, I'm just searching. Well, I, I believe it was Melanie Chisholm. Oh, Melanie. Oh, the, the Spice Girl? Yes, yeah, 40 Spice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was her. It sure yeah. was. That's right. She yeah. wanted to break into acting. Yeah. Um, so what happened between you and Mel C? Yeah, me and me and Mel C, we had some beef back in the day. It was it was a it was a it was an enemies to lovers to enemies to lovers to enemies to lovers situation, which you know I'm sure you're all familiar oh, with. Oh yes. <laughs> we did try to keep it out of the press the best that we could, but um, you know, you can't hide a breakup when you bring pyrotechnics to the party. And unfortunately it made the news. Yeah. This was, this rap party was, um, you were sort of getting back in touch with some things and, uh, and let's just say it was lit. <laughs> um, it was quite lit. Yeah. yeah. My parents always said, I, I know how to light up a room. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Of course we didn't say lit at the time back then. Lit was just a, a feeling you had in your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, all this happened with Melcy. It must be tough for her because, you know, she's she's obviously the sort of powerhouse of the Spice Girls, but yeah, you know, nobody really views her as the leader. You know, so not to give her she's too got much the voice sympathy. I think she was. I think she was jealous because you know she saw my success. I was able to break away from wow. the fellas, but she couldn't. She couldn't break away from the rest of the Spice Rack, mm-hmm. and I just, I just think that that you know, speaks to who's the greater artist. Yeah, she wow. sort of tried to copy you for in, in the solo act called Mel C and the Fellas, see? Yeah, yes. Yeah, that was and interesting. I did, 
I did send her a cease and desist. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I wow. said Mel ceased and desist. <laughs> oh, oh okay. my. That makes a lot I of hope... sense. And I think that worked because, you know, it didn't, that didn't go anywhere. Not enough uh, court order documents have fun wordplay in them. And if they did, I sort of think that would, you know, help sort of help them. Help them. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. My lawyer does charge um, for letters by the letter. So if I can get fun in there, that <laughs> mm-hmm. really drives the message home. Um, you know, it saves me money and everyone has a, a little laugh, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that well. if, that if uh, you know, my, my second ex-wife, Tara Reed had sort of put puns in the restraining order that came with our divorce settlement, you know, I probably would have obeyed it, you know? Yeah. But yeah. as it was, I just, you know, sort of saw it as kindling, you know, but, you know, but yeah. So, yes, obviously, I do know what it's like to go from friends to enemies to lovers to enemies, you know, with someone between, you know, Thora and Tara Reed and, you know, my current on again, off again girlfriend, Maria Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that OK, well, I, I guess that explains her accent then if it was um, if it was Melanie Chisholm. So, yeah, uh, it was Mel. Well, Let's move on to the Grammy scene. Now, a couple big cameos here. Uh, huge cameos. Yeah, huge. Because oh my God. we were already on the air uh, a little bit. And so uh, Fiona was a fan mm. um, and came and did the show. And Celine uh, was, was also a fan. We were uh, on... Such uh, different fans. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I we... was so excited to have Fiona. You know, she was so cool. Yeah, she was. She even though um, she she wanted to be on the show, but then she said, "This is bullshit." She kept saying it was bullshit. Yeah, she said so that a cool. lot. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Um, what was it like working with Celine for you? I, I of course wasn't there for any of these scenes. I was no. attacked by a lion in the in the first scene of this episode. Oh, then... that's right. I yeah. forgot. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, they were cool. Celine and Fiona. Fiona was cool. Celine brought her old husband. Yeah, who was her manager, Renee. And it was like, yes. like, oh, Renee's hanging out at the high school, even though it was a set, you know, you're right. still like, ooh, you know. Yeah. And I kept, she, she kept being confused for why she wasn't winning the Grammys. And we kept telling her, this is a scene, you're acting. You know, I don't think she totally understood what she was there doing. She definitely, she definitely didn't. I, I picked up on that vibe and you know, every single person in that room was giving her direction and she, she mm. couldn't, she couldn't get it. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if French would have helped or not, but. I know. don't think it would have, yeah. honestly. I just yeah. think that woman is on another planet. You yeah. Know? Celine world. Not to speak ill of, you know, uh, she's not dead, but you know, not to speak ill of her anyway. It's just, yeah. No, she's, a, you know, divas live forever. You know what I mean? Divas do live forever. Yes, they yeah. do. They transcend. Um, well, so then there's sort of a lot more sort of dreamy nonsense that happens in this episode. Great stuff. A lot of, um, a lot of, I would say, sapphic, um, imagery, um, you know, to sort of go through Jasmine's dreams. A lot of red curtains that, that yes. the gang walks through. Um, a lot of sort of, uh, you know, oval shaped pools that the gang dives into, um, there is, uh, another cameo from, God, I'm trying to think, cause I, I, did, I sort of just skimmed this episode. Um, was it Bismarcky? I think did a cameo in this episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of as a like beatboxing, um, sort of a guardian of the dreamscape. Um, so that the was The dream fun. king. Yes. The dream king. That was it. Bismarcky yes, played the yes. dream king. Yes. Um, and uh, but none of that. I didn't pull any of those clips for that. We just have time for one more clip. 
And, That's uh, just fine. So I pulled mm. this final sort of very emotional uh, clip mm. uh, that where the gang finally gets Jasmine to take them into the alley of despair. And, uh, and that's where this scene happens. So we'll, we'll jump into that. We'll, be, we'll see you on the other side. Well, here we are. The Alley of Despair. But it's just an inky blackness. There's nothing here. Not even us? What the hey? My freaking baddie's gone. We've been rendered incorporeal. But Jasmine hasn't? This is the feeling I carry around all day. Sometimes it finds me here at night just a big alone. My family has never understood me. I've never had an easy time making friends. I'm a black, Jewish, gay, Wiccan woman. It's hard not to feel like I'm all alone in the world. Jasmine, I, I think I get it. I mean, not being all that stuff you said, that sounds harder than a woodpecker's beak. But if you're sad because there's no one else in the world like you, well, you're right. There's not. But that's what makes you pretty much the coolest person I've ever met. And I once met George Strait at the Great American Southern Bean Festival. I don't know what any of that is. See, that's cool. There's no one else like you because no one could ever dream of being as lovable as you. But there are a lot of people who love you just for being you. We'd be dead 12 times over if it weren't for you. But that's not why we hang around you. We hang around you because you're a damn delight. Besides, we've been inside your head now. We've seen it all. And we ain't going nowhere. Ugh. Hey, you're hugging us. Our bodies are back. And look, on the walls, sconces. If only we had a fire source with which to light them. Whoa! Thanks, golly goops. I've never had light in this place before. The Alley of Despair is just the dumpster behind a sharper image? I I guess there's nothing to be scared of here anymore. Some pretty good deals on massage chairs, actually. From now on, Jasmine, you're never alone. Miss T and I have your back. And when you're dreaming, you got Golly Goops and Joan of Art watching out for you. Though, frankly, Joan seems a little bit clingy. Right? Thank you. But we still didn't find the key to defeating the professor. Do you think that fluttering curtain with a spotlight on it has anything to do with it? Well, here goes. Ophelia? Wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up! The gym? We're awake! Ophelia! Fanny, the professor's got her. Oi, so sorry I missed the lock-in. I'm sorry, I stepped outside for like, literally like a second to, um... Pray. Come off it then. Okay, fine. I was sneaking a cig. Sue me. You can't. My dad has good lawyers. I hope you enjoyed the nub. Twas your very last. Ophelia, I'm coming! Ah, ah, ah. Force fields and all that. Don't worry, Ickle Pigeon. Our big fight is still coming. But in the meantime, I want you to know. All bets are off. No one is safe. Not even your little friends. Uh, Ophelia! That's one of your rooks off the board, isn't it? <laughs> but, uh... Uh, Ophelia! I can't believe I died in pajama pants. Uh. Miss T, is she all right? 
she's dead. And then the credits come up to a total silence. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just a lot. Very emotional last clip there between uh, Jasmine's self-discovery, the death of Ophelia. Um, What do you guys have to say on there? Any thoughts? I got chills just listening to it back, you know, emotionally. It really took me there. I'm I'm about to cry. Yeah. I mean, you were um, nominated for a daytime Emmy for this, uh, which, you know, our show was on at night, so that was weird. Um, but, um, yeah, it's a, just a phenomenal performance from you, Ella, uh, as, as well as, uh, well, I mean, let's talk a little bit about uh, Guillaume Nova Scotia, who plays the professor, uh, you know, our, our friend of the show. Um, very cockney now. He definitely mm-hmm. when he when he first shows up in episode two is not cockney, but has become. It's okay, that happens. That <laughs> happens sometimes. You know, I mean, it's devastating to hear me acting a death. You know, that's really that really hits me. It makes me mourn me, and that's yeah. really difficult. You know. Yeah, I know. Sort of. Um, you know, when I've done death scenes and. In a, in a play or whatever, my family has told me it was very hard for us to watch that, you know, because it's, mm-hmm. you know, it was hard, it was hard for us to see that happen to you. And also we're wolves and they didn't let us in. So we had to watch it from the rafters of the uh, theater. Um, mm. So, uh, so yeah, I do sort of sympathize with that feeling. Mm. Um, yeah. Is there a twist coming in the next episode? The, well, the yes. final episode? Oh. Well, don't, let's not spoil it for the, for the oh, listener. Okay. But, but, but yeah, but there may be a twist coming, but, it's still a very um, emotional, funny. It's emotional. Death scene. Uh, it's not funny. It's emotional. It's funny when she says the pajama pants thing. That's funny. Well, I felt that. I thought, oh my god, yes, I would hate that. You ever <laughs> yeah. think about that? Like, oh my god, what if you you died in your sleep and you were just wearing something so stupid? And then that's your ghost outfit. So if you become a ghost, you're stuck in the wearing pajama pants as a ghost. And this was 1997. See? We were wearing pajama pants in public, and we were wearing cat in the hat hats everywhere. You know, big, big uh, sort of t-shirts with the Joker on them. I had one of those shirts with the WB logo that said, if you see the police, warn a brother. And, uh, oh, hilarious. Yeah, I know. But imagine if you died. <laughs> imagine if you died wearing that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of people did. Many and there's a did. Lot of, there's a lot of, if you see the police, Warner Brother ghosts out there. Yeah. They, started, they started a ghost crew. Yeah, they sort of hot. Um, I know the Six Flags, uh, various Six Flags. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, of course, there's there's one episode left in the show. But what a uh, oh. what an episode this one is. You got to give it up to Colby. for now Colby, Colby wrote this one and directed it. Um, yeah. And you got to give it up to Colby for uh, for the the sort of direction great. here. Great dream episode. Um, mm. Great episode of the show. Uh, any last thoughts before we sort of wrap up here, guys, on the episode or on the show in general, in your case, uh, Ella? Um, I just want to say that, you know, I'm honored. Um, and this show holds such a special place in my heart. Um, you know, the Nutter Butter, the Nutter Butter fans, you know, I'm thankful that they've followed me from music to acting back to music, back to acting. And I'm just, you know, so grateful that they make up the majority of our fan base, if we're being honest. So I just want to give a special oh, thing. Oh, wow. To, to the Nutter Butters. We're getting new exposure all the time. Of course, I'm already getting new Twitter followers from Fox Nation subscribers, um, uh, which is not. Well, if, you know, the Nutter Butters want to, you know, give me a follow, I would love that as well. Hello, all of you. Love you. 
Yeah, if they want to, um, you know, get behind sort of one of our various uh, campaigns to sort of reboot the show, you know, with Letty playing a, playing a, a mother. You know, no, I'd be playing the, the same role. Playing We've a mother about this. of one of the teenage characters, you know. No, I'd be playing the same. I mean, Maybe a I'd teacher, be a very like an old principal, you know. Well, hey, now, now who's spoiling it? Well, you know, because you, you thought, oh, I'm supposed to be dead, and now I'm supposed to be a principal. Like, what is that? Well, I'm hypocrisy. Just say, I'm just saying that in the reboot, maybe you play a different role, though. You know. Well, maybe you play a different role, like a little pig, <laughs> like a little pig slut. Okay, you know that I sort of didn't that I bombed that audition for Babe, and I think you're sort of using that against me right well, now. So, so maybe everyone should be a little more respectful right now. Okay. All right. Well, instead of. You know, I mean, I just died. Have some decency and respect. Okay, I do apologize as as ever. I apologize you. to you. I give you my contractual apology. Thank um, you. And, uh, uh, you know, we've learned a lot today about, you know, about Ella, about witchcraft, about, mm-hmm. um, you know, Madonna, certainly, um, who yeah. who's our thoughts and prayers are with her always. And, yes, uh, always. Always. Uh, Ella, thank you so much for for being on the thank show. It's such a such a delight to always work with you, and uh, hopefully we can work together again. You know, uh, one day. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I hope we work together again one day. Thank you. Yeah. Forever looking for features. I liked your jazz album, by the way. Thank you so much. Yeah. I can't believe you know that really means so much to me because what 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 better what better jazz album. Then Nutella's and the Diddly Squats. And <laughs> that's just the, no one could ask for a better album. So thank you so much. Well, if we can get the rights to it, maybe we'll end on a track from the, from the Nutella and the Diddly Squats album. And, uh, and if not, then you'll probably just hear some asshole talking. But uh, thanks a lot to all of our listeners. Thanks to you, Ella. We'll be back with our final episode on the next one uh, here on oh. Fanny Falls Demon Hunter, the podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Demon heads, what's up? It's Andy Fleming, and I just gotta shout out the cast this episode. I refuse not to. Mandy McKelvey as Thor and Green as Fanny Falls, Sarah Shockey as Brett Bulkerson as Miss Thickness, and as Celine Dion as Miss Thickness, Hobart Thompson as Guillaume Nova Scotia as The Professor, my amazing co-host Stephanie Weber as Letty Lamora as Ophelia Orkin, and as Mel C as Joan of Arc, and as Fiona Apple as herself, and our hilarious guest, Jessica Mance, as Nut Ella, as Jasmine Feinberg. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. What will happen? How will it all conclude? Who will win? Find out on Fanny Falls. Boom, dum.